everyone and welcome back to another episode of Her Code. This week we're going to be talking about how to be more focused while on Zoom University. It's the second episode of the spring 2021 semester and I'm so excited to be back and recording. My name is Lila Hyman. I'm the multimedia director, senior editor, and Twitter coordinator for her campus at UMass. And I'm also here with our editor-in-chief, Ashley, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Ashley. I was on the Her Code podcast with Lila back in the fall, um, so it's really awesome to be back on. But I'm the editor-in-chief. I'm a senior at UMass, um, and I've been in her campus since I was a sophomore. Um, and I work really closely with Lila on a lot of things, all things editing. Um, and yeah, I'm super excited to be here in chat. Yay. So let's talk about what's been going on in celebrity news. First off, cancel culture is very real, especially during the pandemic with more people staying home. I've seen a lot of celebrities being canceled, um, but most of them are pretty justifiable. Uh, recently, allegations against David Dobrik, he's 24, are coming out and brands have been dropping him. He's part of a vlog squad. He makes a lot of YouTube videos. And one of his friends, Dom Zigliitis, I believe is how you pronounce the last name, but I'm not 100% sure, has accusations against him that he raped an underage woman, um, which was reported in an article actually from today on BuzzFeed News. Um, the anonymous source came forward in an interview with BuzzFeed that she was too drunk to give consent at the time and said that he raped her. And David Dobrik released a video saying that he doesn't stand for any of the misconducts and, quote, said, I've been really disappointed by some of my friends, and for that reason, I've separated from a lot of them. Um, I heard this uh, first on TikTok, so it was pretty surprising to me. But at the same time, I feel like... I don't know. He has a lot of YouTube videos out, so his life is pretty public. Mm -hmm. What do you think of it? I think it's crazy. And I think, too, especially if it's one of his really good friends, I think that it's important that he speaks up about it. But with such like a big following, I think that a lot of people are just really thrown off by what's going on. And when something like this happens, it's a very obviously touchy subject for listeners, but also with anyone listening that's been experienced or victimized of the exact same thing it can become really triggering and people can come forward about things so i'm just curious to see how this unravels but it's just really sad that a lot of these things happen more often than you think so yeah yeah i agree with that um in other news demi lovato released a new documentary dancing with the devil where she talks about her near fatal overdose just three years later um, it shows the good, the bad, the ugly, the scary, and all, which was reported by Pop Sugar. And it'll be released tomorrow, March 23rd, on YouTube. Um, I remember her last documentary, Simply Complicated, came out in 2017. Did you see it? I didn't see the last one, but I do plan on watching this one tomorrow. I know this one's coming out. Yeah. Did you watch the first one? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But I don't remember what it was about. I watched it, like, freshman year of college, but... Yeah, no, I'm really excited. Um, I think she has been someone that's been super public about everything she's gone through in the past couple of years. And I think having this like one encompassing documentary about everything is something one that she deserves and all the issues she talks about deserves it. So I've been a big fan of Demi Lovato for a long time, like since her Jonas Brothers days. Like she was, I went and saw the Jonas Brothers when I was like nine years old and she was opening for them. So I've been a huge fan. And so 
I'm really proud of her for what she's been going through and how she's come out on the other side. And yeah, I literally plan on watching it like as I make breakfast. Tomorrow, yeah, so. me too. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, also, another good news: the Bachelorettes have been announced. Michelle and Katie. Uh, Michelle was one of the final contestants on Matt's season. Um, so it was announced last Monday, Katie will lead with season 17 this summer, and then Michelle will follow season 18 later this fall. Um, I, Michelle was a great, like, contestant on Matt's season, so I think that she'll have a really successful season, hopefully, and mm -hmm. find love. Yeah, I hope so. I loved Michelle, and I heard rumors for so long floating around that Katie was going to be the Bachelorette, so I wasn't super surprised but the whole like double whammy of the two of them i'm totally here for it and Me i too. literally can't wait i don't know if you follow katie on instagram too her instagram makes me laugh so hard her handle is bent with katie and it's just so fitting for her she is like a loose cannon and i love it <laughs> no i'll have to follow she was great on his season too very well spoken yeah. um and then also what to watch this week the um, netflix released a documentary operation varsity blues on the college admission scandal um, and it's definitely worth the watch. It's really interesting to see how invested these parents are in their kids' lives and where they will go to college. And these, some of these kids have no idea that it's even happening. And they'll pay like anywhere between $50,000 to like $50 million to try to get their kid into a school. And at that point, it's still not guaranteed. That's just like a foot in the door for them. Um, so it talks a little about Laurie Laughlin and her daughter, Olivia Jane, um, and their process into getting you into USC. Um, and it literally shows these kids like being photoshopped, playing sports they didn't even play. Yeah, that was the craziest thing. I watched the documentary last week and it opens up with like conversations of Rick Singer, who if you watch the documentary, you learn that it was his business that got these kids into college. And he's talking on the phone with parents. And as you hear the real phone, like wire taps, you're seeing like a Photoshop editor, like edit the face of this child of this family who's trying to get him into college onto like a professional water polo player. It's insane. Yeah. But I thought it was really well done. It was like the perfect balance between like documentary and reenactment and they were like if I thought it was awesome yeah. and I think it's just a really really interesting and important thing to watch because you don't realize how kind of messed up it is the idea of like going to like the perfect college and how they talk about like prestige and everything I just thought it was so good so yeah. I highly recommend yes me too definitely recommend the watch um, so now let's get into the main topic of this week's episode, how to stay more focused during online school. Um, so one thing that I really struggle with, with, excuse me, is using my phone during class, especially scrolling on social media. Um, so one thing I suggest is setting a timer for social media apps because it allows you to like take time out of your day to actually maybe check Twitter, Instagram, um, rather than using class time to or also just putting your phone on night mode helps because it, it won't like buzz or light up so you won't have like the temptation to look at it mm -hmm. um, yeah. um also like setting up a space that's comfortable for you so the right environment is definitely important when getting work done um i like to take class at my desk rather than at my bed because it's by my window i know it'll help me stay more focused and now that it's getting warmer that place that place might be your porch or in your living room or heading to campus too 
Um, but taking class in your bed sometimes might be like the coziest option, but it also might put you to sleep. Um, on that topic, try to go to class alert as possible, which is very difficult for me. Um, so whether you need like a light snack, a coffee, a change of environment, it's important to come to class with your full attention. And remember, it's midterm season, so take time for yourself, whether it's going on a drive, listening to your favorite playlist, doing a face mask. Just remember, you got this. Yeah, it's so true. I 100% relate to the putting your phone down, and it's not even so much like the urge to go on Instagram when class is boring or like has a dull in it. It's just the constant text messages and notifications can be really tempting so i definitely agree with lila just put your phone on do not disturb while you're in class and just handle those conversations afterwards because you just don't want to be distracted and the other thing too is that especially if anyone is still fully remote and you have no classes on campus it can be really hard to stay alert so my biggest suggestion with that is to try to get outside especially now that it's been super nice out and getting a little bit sunnier here in massachusetts um, just try to get out for a drive or just get some sunlight because I'm not a doctor, but I know from other sources that getting outside does a lot to your brain and your hormones and gets your blood flowing better and it improves your focus. So if you can even just get outside for a little bit with some fresh air, um, I highly recommend that. And then just doing work in a different environment. I also cannot do work in my bed. I don't know how people do it. I have a lot of roommates that do it and I want to fall asleep every time <laughs> I like lay down in my bed to watch class. So do whatever works for you. Um, but yeah, you got it. It's yes. awesome. <laughs> um, also on the topic of school, we can also talk about manifesting. Have you ever manifested anything before? Yeah, I actually feel like I have been manifesting where I want to live after college and like bringing that into my life. And I always like, would read about it and I just kind of never thought that it would happen and then one day like once you just constantly are thinking about something it kind of just like shows up in your life in weird ways and it's the craziest thing yeah. so highly recommend yeah really so manifesting um is bringing something tangible into your life through attraction and belief if you think it it'll come and I've done the same thing I manifested in like my career I manifested in relationships and basically it's just like saying it out loud and like putting it into existence or like writing it in your journal or something like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I read this article sadly in Vox that it's not backed by science, obviously, but like take that as you will. I like to, it's wishful thinking for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. It's like you, you kind of make of it what you will, like what you were saying, if you're, if but also like it's kind of like affirming that like what you want is possible mm -hmm. and I feel like that I mean I don't know if like everyone listening like believes in like energies and stuff but it just like puts like positive and encouraging energy out there and yeah. like I don't know but it works like it really I don't know does how to explain it like you don't it doesn't need to be like backed by science like it might take you that's the other thing is I feel like people are like well if I manifest that like I want a new car, like, why don't I have a new car yet? And I'm like, okay, it doesn't work like that. Like, it needs to be like a continuous effort and it just pops up in your life when you're not even expecting yes. it. So yes. just keep with it, you know? Yeah, really. I manifested something and it happened like a few months down the road, like randomly when I wasn't even thinking about it. So it really just can happen at any time. Um, yes. And then also, have you heard of angel numbers? 
I have not, but I have, like, ever since I was young, have had, like, a weird connection to, like, certain lucky numbers. My sister thinks I'm, like, crazy about it. I can share it after, but I've never heard of angel numbers. So, I I don't remember how I first discovered them, but it's basically numbers repeating themselves, like, 222, 333, 777. And you can see it, like, different times in your life or, like, on the clock or something, but each one has, like, a different meaning that are like spiritual guiding so like an example if you see 222 it means like alignment being at the right place at the right time or 777 can associate with like luck that like wonderful things are about to happen so like in everyday life me and my roommates will just be like pointed out to each other but it's just something yeah so it's just something to look out for but it's also i don't know something interesting too yeah no that i feel like that's definitely happened to me before because i don't know if like you or anyone listening has like their lucky numbers i say that i have like four of them but actually the number four is like my unluckiest number like if i see that anywhere i run because i'm like that is not meant for me but the number seven is by far my favorite number and then the number 21 and that actually is my birthday 721 like july 21st and this like whole fascination with numbers started when i was in middle school and i was assigned a locker like randomly in the whole middle school and my locker number was 721 and my mom was like oh my gosh ash that's your birthday that's so cool and i was like whoa like that doesn't just happen there's no way and so ever since i've been like Seven, twenty-one, three, nine. Like these are like crazy, but yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. My lucky number has always been eleven, so it has a repeating That's a good number one. effect. <laughs> um, but I always used to pick that for like sports and stuff because I thought it was good luck. Yeah. Um, and then also yeah. off the topic of manifesting, the power of journaling. Um, journaling can be very therapeutic. It's a place where you can put your thoughts and feelings, and no one can read it. Do you like to journal? Yeah, it's super funny. I actually bought a journal right after the new year. And I said to myself that I would journal every day until I graduated college. So basically like the second half of my senior year. And I've actually kept up with it. I'm really impressed with myself. So it'll be like a nice thing to look back on. But it helps me so much just to like get everything off my head. Yeah, me too. I bought this journal called the Better Everyday Journal. And it's from this company called Inside Then Out. And every single day is a different prompt. So it's supposed to be like you start it at the beginning of the new year and then write it until the end. Um, But I started a a month or two late. But basically there's like questions like, how would you describe your mood as like a form of weather today? Or like which parts of your zodiac sign do you identify with? It's just like open-ended questions, but I'm not usually one to follow journal prompts, but I've been liking it so far. Yeah, I usually, for like any time that I have been journaling, I've always been journaling about like what's happened during my day or what I'm thinking about. But the five minute journal, which I'm sure you've heard of, like became super popular on YouTube and on TikTok and on Instagram. And so I was looking at that and people were saying that like helping whatever helps them to start journaling was having prompts to start with. And I was like, you know, that actually like sounds kind of nice so I think my next journal I might transition to that because you know like when you used to be in high school and like your teacher used to give you like a 10 minute free write and you would just start writing and sometimes you were like going to town I was like (laughs) yeah I could totally like use a prompt journal (laughs) yeah I think both are um beneficial in their own ways like having a prompt sometimes nice but sometimes the prompts like I can only think of like a sentence or two so 
Also, just having my own journal has been nice, too. Yeah. Um, and then our last segment is a classic this or that. So, spring or summer? I'm totally a summer person. My whole family all has their birthdays in the summer, so I think we all can say that we're summer people. What about you? My sister's birthday's in the summer. I think summer, too. I like going to the yeah. beach, hanging on the boat, being outside. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice break from school, too. I know. I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> um, yoga or long walks? Ooh, that's a good one. I think I'm going to say yoga because... I think I, I think that if I'm ever like really stressed out, I'll do yoga and it like forces me to like actually breathe and stretch. And I'm someone that when I'm, when I'm stressed out, I'm actually like very, very tense. So I need to like stretch out, but long walks I love with my friends. Like I prefer to go on long walks with other people. That's true. So they're both good in their own ways. Yeah, I agree. I do love a good yoga session. I think long walks... I like because either, yeah, go on walks with friends or listen to a podcast or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, journaling or face masks when it comes to self-care? Ooh. Yeah. If I'm like, hmm, I think I'm going to say journaling again because I'm really not like a face mask person. I'm more of just like take a shower and get clean and then I'll like sit in my bed and I'll journal and I'll like acknowledge whatever it is I'm going through and that for me is self-care also cooking my own food is self-care and like providing for myself if that makes sense instead of like doing the easy way and like buying takeout which like probably isn't the best for me at the time um a little bit of a tangent but I'd probably say journaling I like that I'd say journaling too I'm I'm kind of behind with face masks like I find one or two good ones but then I stop using them for a while yeah, I'm much more bigger on like my face wash and my moisturizer that I use every day, which I've been using the Glossier. I think it's like the milk jelly, like milky jelly cleanser or something like that. It's amazing because I don't know what's in the air this winter, but my skin's been so dry and it really helps me. Same, so same. I switch um, face washes too because mm-hmm. my skin ended up being so dry. Yeah. Um, lastly, ice cream in a cup or a cone. A cone, 100% every time in a cone. <laughs> I, I'd have to agree with that. Good. Good. Right. That's a deal maker <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, that's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining, Ashley. Yes, thank you for having me. This was fun. And everyone listening to Hurt Code, thank you. Um, see you in a few weeks. <laughs>